from the vault. High atop the pastoral center of the Diocese of Camden, you're listening to Talking Catholic. Hello and welcome to another episode of Talking Catholic. We are here in the new year, 2020, and we are approaching shortly the March for Life, so this episode is going to be all about that. And my name is Carrie Janice, and I am here with my good friend, my co-host, Mike Walsh. Good to have you here today. Hey, Carrie. Thank you. I'm very excited to be here. This is uh, we were, our last podcast we recorded in the vault. That was our first official one of 2020, and now we're on the road again in your home turf. We always enjoy that. So it's you're, And it's so welcoming here. You know, If anyone ever gets a chance to, to visit Carrie on the job, I highly recommend it. Her, we're, we're in the uh, larger area right now, but her uh, her youth lounge is the is the best mm. place to come and visit. So if, you, <laughs> if, you, if you youth ministers want to know what a really good youth lounge comes, uh, Get in contact with Carrie. Yeah, well, actually, speaking of that, there'll be an episode coming up on Talking Catholic Youth Ministry Insights, the videos I've been hosting. We're going to do a tour of our youth lounge, so mm-hmm. stay tuned to be able to see a video of that and if you'd like to. Ex- this is an exciting day for you. Yes, this I is, know. It's so exciting. This, this is the, the nerve-wracking, spot. exciting. It's 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 good stuff. No, yeah. your your YouTube show premiered today uh-huh. at noon on uh, Monday. We're recording this early, so uh, what? What's this? The thirteenth? Well, what day is today? Thirteenth. Thirteenth. That's mm-hmm. right. Monday the thirteenth. That's not an unlucky number at all. No. But it's good. Um, no, it, it premiered, and we've it's already got a ton of views, and I know. Uh, we're very excited about. Hopefully, that. all positive reviews on it but hey it's to be determined and it'll keep me humble for sure because there's a lot of critiques that I've already done on myself but I'm I'm excited to just get get it out there and for people to see it and yeah. and what the diocese is doing right now with the YouTube channels coming out uh, five different ones mm-hmm. being released over the next few weeks yep. is just incredible and someone said to me that listened to it earlier they said wow like this has really put the Camden Diocese in such a way, like I don't know any other diocese that is doing something like this. And so they were really excited about it. This is actually a priest within the diocese that said this, oh, a very, young priest. That is that is very good to hear. Yeah, mm-hmm. no, we, so far we've been very happy with uh, the, the response we've gotten from people. Uh, when we told them about what our plan is. And I, I've actually been very open about it. I've talked to my colleagues in other dioceses to tell them what we're planning in the hopes that mm-hmm. they'll do something similar, yeah. which some people might say, well, that means somebody's going to steal your thunder. I'm like, great, steal <laughs> it. I, I steal from other people's ideas. That's what we do. I, I fully admit that I took this idea from what Ascension Presents does, part mm-hmm. of the Ascension Press platform. Mm-hmm. And I love uh, the videos that they put up. That's the Father Mike Schmitz and, and yep. their crew. Jackie Francois Angel right? and her husband yeah. Bobby. They're, they're great. I watched them myself. We use them in youth ministry a ton. Yeah, well, that's the thing. In this day and age, you know, how many times have I needed to figure out how to fix something? And I've learned to I go to YouTube to, go. To, to, to explain it to me. And uh, I thought, well, this is the perfect opportunity. So we talked about this in the previous podcast, and I, I don't want to delve too, into it, uh, too far, much farther into it because uh, we certainly have other podcasts dedicated to it. But uh, since this is your special day, I just wanted oh, to put it out there that, that it's now up and out. And uh, I think by the time this airs, there'll be a second video, a uh, uh, YouTube show hosted by Donna Ottaviano Brit that should be live. Mm-hmm. And uh, I really encourage everyone to check them out. They're yeah, and I'll just end it with, if you can all keep us in your prayers that it continues to go well, be well received, and, and that the Holy Spirit is out there and whatever people want to hear, that we're giving it to them. So we That's hope that right. we can help enhance the faith in any way we can. Yep. And now, while uh, YouTube shows and doing things in new media is definitely one of my favorite things to mm-hmm. do, we're actually talking today about one of my absolute um, it's, see, this is always a difficult one for me to talk. I know, I, I know, say, I get This it. is one of the most enjoyable events for me to go to because it. it's such a solemn event, but but there's such a joyousness to it at the same time. We're, we're talking about the March for Life today, right? Yeah, it is. So the way I look at it is it's joyful in, to know, in knowing that 
you're not alone out there in this fight because we feel a, a lot alone. Yeah. And especially for the young people and the young t- people I've taken there, um, seeing them see hundreds of thousands of other people there with them for the same cause, that I think is just so, um, it just fills you up. It really fills you up. And that's where the joy comes in. It's like, right. okay, this fight is not a fight that I'm fighting alone mm-hmm. and not something I feel like I'm the only one feeling this way. Now I feel hundreds of thousands of others behind me, some Catholics, some Christians, some even non-believers that just they're, they're looking at it from a science perspective or from mm-hmm. a perspective of, you know, being pro-human, you know? So here we are, you know, taking these young people there and, and at all ages, really, because churches go, and it is an exciting event, but at the same time, when we actually think of why we're there, yeah. it, it's like, oh, that's right. There's and, like a reason behind this that is not fun. And, I, and I've made sure that I've been to, every since I've come to the diocese, I've been to every, I've been to every one over the last, this will be my fifth one I think okay. I'm going to. Yeah. And then prior to that, I, the last time I went had been as a teenager, but it, it left a mark on me mm-hmm. even then. And what I found was that my desire to go, while certainly in support of, of the right to life, um, was even more so that I wanted to make sure that I was able to get the news out there. Because this is a huge event that takes place mm-hmm. walking through the streets of Washington, D.C. Um, you know, the beautiful, I mean, beautiful structures. I, I love D.C., I love the architecture, I love mm-hmm. everything. I love going to D.C. But, you know, it doesn't get a lot of play on the news. And I, I wanted to make sure so that we sad. were able to utilize all of our communication tools within the diocese and the Catholic Star Herald and now with Talking, Talking Catholic to make sure that people see that these kinds of events are happen. And the, you're absolutely right, the diversity of the event. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's an ecumenical event in the sense that there are so many other faiths there. It's always good to see our brothers from the Lutheran Church walking yes, down the yeah. street with us. I love seeing that. It is a great way to see all that. And it it's is. so true. And, it, it, and you're absolutely right. It's it's inspiring to be with so many other people who all understand the importance of uh, respect life, mm-hmm. all life, and it's certainly that mar- that march is specifically geared towards, um, uh, you know, abortion and the, the pro life message there. But it can also be extracted for or extrapolated further into mm-hmm. the the right to life for for all humans of all yep. ages. You know, from conceptions from, and natural death for exactly. sure. Yeah, it yeah. is definitely um, it is really neat to see so many other ecumenical you know mm-hmm. the, the churches coming, and then the college banners. I, I always enjoy that. Like wow, they they came from so far. So oh, yeah. that's really need to see yeah. but you're so right Mike they do not put it out there on on TV it, it on anywhere me. it you're like occasionally you'll catch a blurb and you're like are you serious like they said there's like maybe a couple hundred mm-hmm. people here there was a couple hundred thousand people here like why are you downplaying it so I always found that frustrating and um, I'm glad that you're using our oh, tools yeah. in the diocese to do this so absolutely kudos and, to you and the, oh thank you and um, you know the thing is it's 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 actually I used to say it's an all-day event it's actually now a weekend long event because yes. there's a lot of um, tangential pieces that, that mm-hmm. go to it they actually moved it it used to always be held on the day of on the 20, January 22nd yeah mm-hmm. uh, now they've they've moved it to the final the last Friday of that week mm-hmm. so that they could actually extend mm-hmm. it into a weekend makes it easier for people to get there yep. they can take a long weekend uh, as opposed of being in the you know on a Tuesday, mm-hmm. which is always light weeks when it's on a Tuesday. Yeah. Uh, certainly, you always have to deal with the weather in uh, December and January. Yes. But let's see, I think the first year I went down, it was snowy. But otherwise, than that, it's been great. The last yeah. few years have been great. It's been yeah. really nice. And actually, you get a good walk out of it, so you're warm anyway. It's yeah. no big deal. You, I usually end up shedding a layer too because I always yeah. over layer, and then I'm like, oh wait, it's really not that cold. So, so the day of the event, I, before we introduce our guests, um, but the day of the event, you know, it's I I always take the train down. Well, I, let me rephrase that. I often take the train down. I prefer to drive down. Mm-hmm. Then I hop the metro into D.C. Mm-hmm. Uh, from uh, I-95, 
and then you get right to uh, the mall um, in uh, there in the middle of DC. You got uh, Washington Monument on one side mm -hmm. and Congress on the other. Um, and when you get there, I always get there just about on time. Uh, and at that point, there are already tens of thousands of people mm -hmm. on the mall uh, where the rally happens. Yep. And at the rally, there's a host of really great speakers. There's video boards, young people, older people, uh, some politicians, some people who have gone through the wars. It's it's always very inspiring, particularly just to see the, the reaction from the crowd, which is great. And then um, after a few hours of that, maybe two, you migrate over to Constitution Avenue and then starts the march up to up past Congress Hall and then to the Supreme Court Correct. building yeah. where there's there's even Silent more. Silent No More usually is on the Supreme Court steps That's right. as well. And those are women who have have since having an abortion have converted their hearts to knowing that abortion is wrong and, right. and now speak out against it. They're beautiful. I have a couple friends that actually stand on the Supreme Court steps and beautiful stories it's, and beautiful witness it, and that it, it really is you know it's funny to talk about not funny it's uh, not funny isn't the right it's word it's a but tough word to, it's, to it's come a up tough with word because it is it's it's so joyful it's so wonderful you go mm -hmm. there it's not angry and it's not hate-filled it's love mm -hmm. it's so completely love-filled to be there um, and yeah, I, sh I should mention that um, Bishop Sullivan, our, our, the Bishop of the Diocese of Camden, always stands on the corner of New York and mm -hmm. Constitution and greets every single group from our diocese That's who great. will come over and say hi. So it's parishes and it's ministries and it's schools that go down. And I think all of our high schools go mm -hmm. down, uh, which is always nice. Um, so we certainly, and he really feels very strongly about that. So he makes sure he hops a train every single time. He, the only one he's missed was last year because he had to be away. He was actually out of the country. Mm -hmm. So myself Monty and the vicar Hughes. general, uh, Father Hughes, Father went Hughes, down. Excuse me. Yeah, and uh, that that was a that was a great experience mm -hmm. to be there on his behalf. As a matter yeah, of fact, yeah, I saw you. We yeah, took a picture of you. That was yeah. <laughs> it's weird when people are like, oh wait, you're taking a picture of little old me. Okay. Uh, <laughs> um, but anyway, but let's let's introduce our guests who have all yes. who have all attended. They've all attended, and maybe when you introduce yourself, you could say if it, you've only attended once or several times or however long it's been that you've been going. Uh, Kim Pazoski, Youth Minister for St. Mary Mount Carmel Parish. So happy to be here. Any opportunity I have to, to speak on behalf of our unborn, I, uh, I, I take it. I, I love doing that. I've lost track of how many marches I've been at. I'm not sure how many, um, but quite a few, quite a few now. And as much as I share what you're both saying, it, it's a joyful, it's a beautiful experience. I really long for the day when, when we march no more and mm -hmm. that uh, we don't yeah. have to do this anymore. So hopefully uh, we will see that uh, at some point in our lifetime. We'll go back for the victory march. The victory that, march. Yes, yes Mike, that's it. That's, it. that's it. That's what we want to do, right. right. Who else do we have? Hello, I'm uh, Nicholas Starkoff. I go to uh, Williamstown High School. I'm in uh, 11th grade. Um, last year was my first year going and I never really kind of noticed about abortion never really hit my mind until I came to youth group and I uh, met Carrie and Carrie talked about it and I decided to go and it moved me a lot to realize oh wow I'm surprised I never like thought of like is it a big problem you could say nice. yeah sure and that's the whole reason we have it is because some people forget about it you know my name is Manny Mertis I go to Camden County College um Going on the March for Life, um, I find it as a really good learning experience because abortion nowadays is like taken to a whole new level, and it's just not right to like get rid of a human being, and it's just it's just really really bad. And like 
I'm I'm really shocked that people nowadays that people nowadays that are just not well prepared choose to like choose abortion over over the life of humanity, you know. Right. Thank you. My name is Stephen Murtis. I go to a Hamilton uh, High School. I am a sophomore and going on the March for Life, it really meant to me like what did abortion really mean to me? Like when Donald Trump was going on the uh, going to talk about pro-life, it meant like you should like take care of your kids, start to adopt them, and it really means a lot because it now and now and back in the day they were they were like the yeah it's it, it's a tough top topic definitely to see for sure. Who else do we have here with us? Hi, I'm Isabella Pella, and I go to Gloucester County Institute of Technology. I am a Sophomore, I was going to say senior. Oh, that's wishful thinking. Uh, that's all right. Yeah. <laughs> that's no problem. Um, I was. I've only been to the march once, and it was really an impacting experience. I've always been pro-life, so actually being there was so amazing, and I can't wait to go again. Well, um, I'm glad to hear that. And you'll be going back this year, right? Yeah, I will. And our last guest. <clears throat> Hi, I'm Emily Simon. I am a sophomore at Williamstown High School, and this is, I've only been once, like Bella, and this is, it was a, also a really impactful experience. I wasn't really passionate about the topic before going on the March for Life, and I've grown so much since then through the help, with the help of Carrie and the youth group, and I just, I'm really excited to be able to share my experiences here today. Awesome. Well, thank you guys. It's great. So it seems like we mostly have first timers that were here with us, which I always love talking about first timers because it really does it impactful is the right word. It does impact you, right? It changes who, how you look at things and, and really how you are, are going to fight for this good fight with the youth with the youth you're amongst because I'm sure in your high schools and your colleges that you feel maybe sometimes like you're the only one working towards this right or the only one saying like no this is wrong I'm standing up with it so I'm curious to see um, from each of you guys has there ever been times in in your high school and your daily in your daily walks maybe even within your family since going to the march or maybe people heard you were going to it did that change ever um, for you Maybe how you interact with other people in your classrooms or with the people that you know, even within your own family, right? So is there any any reaction from that? Um, so about, I don't know how long it was, but it was when they just released the law for um, the heartbeat law. Mm -hmm. oh. Back at the beginning of last year, I believe yeah. it was. Um, before the march, was it? I'm not sure. Yeah, no, I'm not sure either. Exactly the date. Um, I remember sitting at like a lunch table with my friends, and they were all talking about it and talking about like how we were so wrong and like terrible people, and it really kind of like pushed me aside because they asked me. I mean, me because my, you were you were pro life. They yeah, and they, they kind of like were like it was almost like targeted at me because like mm. I believe that every you know heartbeat like should exist should, should have a life mm -hmm. should matter and, but they didn't and they were just they they were making up these like really weird they were making up the same weird excuses that you usually find online mm -hmm. which is like you know like like what if this happened to like a, a 10 year old girl mm -hmm. which is like 
like a 0.1% chance. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, it, it bothered me a little bit because I don't like when people just go straight to the, like skip over science and facts because I'm more of a person like I have to dig deeper to know something like if I truly want to believe in something. So like, yes. Well, it's so true. I mean, hard. how many how many photos have we seen nowadays with the miracle of medicine and where they've had to do surgery on a, an in utero baby? Oh, I mean, there's that incredibly famous photo of where they did surgery on an in utero baby and, and the baby reaches out and holds and grabs the hold of the surgeon's finger. I mean, if it, and right then the argument's done. Powerful. You know, and that, now granted that was that occurred at a later stage, but that's true all the way up to conception. I mean, it's, mm-hmm. I, I will often have difficulty with, you know, because of the science of it. It's simply because as we've gotten more scientific, we realize this is this this entity becomes you know valuable. Well, certainly spiritually is valuable the second it's been conceived. Um, but as it grows, it becomes a viable entity beyond that, and, and that viability happens earlier and earlier and earlier. We realize yeah. through science, and 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 I've, I've every time I hear that, it just it just for me, it dashes the the pro choice. Point. Yeah. Now, you know, and, and another point is, you know, that we often hear pro that pro life is anti woman, and what I happen to be viewing right now are four very, very uh, intelligent and articulate uh, young women who uh, would seem to be seem to me to dispute that completely, mm-hmm. uh, and that you are very much pro life. Yeah, I, I always even say I'm I'm pro life and pro woman because. Without my life, then women wouldn't even be here. You know, other women, their lives matter too. So it, what about the, the woman who is carrying a baby girl? And what about her life? You know, yeah. That's not even being for women for that person. And to, Oh, sorry. Go ahead, Emily. I, just to add to that as well is uh, another, for people that are pro-life, we have a society of really hurting men and women mm-hmm. all over that completely regret their abortion or they may have been lied to or, or forced into it. There's so many different circumstances. And so pro-life is not only about the baby in the womb, the, the new mm-hmm. unrepeatable human life, uh, but also about the, the mother, the father. We have our Catholic Church. We have so many organizations to help those that are hurting who regret their abortions. Project Rachel is doing phenomenal work. The Sisters of Life do terrific work in, um, in post-healing retreats. And, and that's what, what we're left with right now is not only a, a incredible numbers of our, our population being wiped out through abortion, mm-hmm. but also we have this society of hurting men and women, uh, grandparents who may not even you know, be on board with the decision that maybe their daughter or their son has made, and uh, and that's what we're left with. So it's it's just a huge, huge mess of a problem, and it's uh, the the world would be completely different if uh, if we do see the overturn of of Roe v. Wade. Yeah, uh, going back to what Carrie said about you know how pro life is pro women, I had gotten a shirt at the National Catholic Youth Conference. Um, there was a like the Students for Life had a. They had a booth. Had a booth set mm-hmm. up. And, you know, they were selling, like, hats. Bella and I got matching hats there, too. Mm-hmm. Um, but I got a shirt that is, is blue, and it says that, like, real woman empowerment supports life. And mm-hmm. I just... That's awesome. Do you wear that to your public high school? I do. I wore my March for Life shirt more frequently last year. I haven't this year just as much... Just I'm gonna be- I'm gonna challenge you to wear it, <laughs> especially on January 22nd. I definitely, wear, I wear definitely will on January 2nd. It's 22nd. 
twenty second. Yes. I'm sorry. That's okay. <laughs> um, January second passed. We don't want you to wait. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Travel back in time. Um, <laughs> but I haven't really just worn it as much because oh, there are people I sit with that get highly offended mm. and. I'm a, more of a peaceful person, so I don't want to incite anything. So. And, you know, I, I don't take, and, and I, I very much respect that of people. You know, I certainly, my social media presence, if you were to look at it, is the tamest thing on the face mm-hmm. of the earth. Simply because I, I know, well, <laughs> when you're a Catholic, you get to offend everybody uh, <laughs> who, who doesn't agree with, with, what, you, with, with what, you, what you believe in. So I, I kind of temper a lot of what I put on social media. And it's the same thing is true of your work relationships and stuff like that. I, I don't necessarily expect, and I may be wrong, but I certainly don't expect everyone to be a social justice warrior or a, or a, a pro-life warrior every second of their day. I, I find that, you know, oftentimes it, things like this are sprints. They're not marathons. I'm sorry, marathons are not sprints. It is that it's your constancy and your resiliency and the fact that you, you live it in your daily practice every life uh, of your life that you don't necessarily have to shout it from the, mm-hmm. the rooftops which is what the March for Life is so is so great about it that is the opportunity sure. when you get to shout it from the the, uh, the mountaintop um, the in your daily life you know my greatest effect that I've had on people and that all starts with formation which is what certainly our five youngest members at the table uh, are, are in the midst of right now though we can all remain you know, working on our formation mm-hmm. um, but that in your personal life, when you have these conversations with friends who may be in crisis and trying to decide what they're about to do, you now have been th- through the work of you know Kim and Carrie and your DREs and your pastors and, and everyone and your parents and everyone's had an effect on your life. Uh, you can then counsel them. That's really where the power is. I find in my life oh, yeah. th- that that one-on-one counsel and the fact that you're rooted in the truth that you've learned, you know, your Catholic principles and your Catholic truth, that you may never. Maybe, and this is, and I say this to all of our listeners, maybe you don't have any particular inclination to go to the March for Life, but you are a strong pro-life advocate. Uh, you can still feel a great deal of um, validation, if, if that's something you, you're looking for, um, in knowing that in your daily life you are doing what needs to be done. You're, you may be praying, uh, you may be talking to folks, you may be instructing others, you may just, by showing up to Mass, perhaps wearing a pro-life t-shirt, you might be inspiring others to do that. So feel comfortable on the fact that uh, you, you're, you're choosing not so much to not fight the battle, but to fight in a battle in a way that wouldn't necessarily, in our very fractured um, society that we live in right now, where everyone's willing to fight with each other on the smallest little point, um, that you're doing it in a way that ne- doesn't necessarily cause further division, but you're able to maybe bring them to your side in more subtle and useful ways. Now, keep in mind, you're getting this from a PR guy, which is our whole thing. <laughs> it's like how to lead people to water. Um, yeah. But and you I, never know. And I agree in keeping the peace. And I, in realizing what you said, that is true. I have to do it with even family members and friends that are very close to me and, and be very intentional about how I post different things and, and the wording of it. And I sometimes, when I'm doing a pro-life post, will really think about, okay, what? how am I going to word this or how am I going to say this? before I put it out there because I want to make sure that it is said in the most peaceful way. So I agree with you on that for yeah. sure. And a yeah. way that people will respond to it too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And it gets them thinking. You kind of right. and I want to leave it open-ended for the thinking too. Yeah, there are times like even on social media where I just have to stop, take a minute, minute and just not post anything because mm-hmm. it's just, it's horrible. It's like you think face-to-face having an argument with somebody it's bad 
it's completely different when somebody's behind a screen and has a whole lot more guts than they do talking to you face to face. That is absolutely right. For sure. We won't face that. (laughs) So for all my friends here that have been to the march, which is all of us around the table, what stands out to you about it? I know we talked about seeing so many great numbers of people there and from all around the country, sometimes even the world. Sometimes we have people from other parts of the world even there, but really all around our country and our local area to D.C. for sure. Like, what else stood out to you about it? Was it the speakers? Was it maybe a sign? There's a lot of signs people hold up. Um, Was it something in passing that you saw? Um, Sometimes there's different people set up on the sides of the street with different propaganda. What was it that stood out to you on your first March for Life each going? We could just go around the table. We'll start with Nick. Um, I found it very interesting how many people were there that were our ages. Because, like, Mm -hmm. usually when I think of it, I think only, like, adults, like Carrie's age and stuff like that. I would never think, wow, there's other <laughs> You know what? Thanks, I, I, I wasn't going to stop it, but I'm so happy you said it. <laughs> the aged Carrie Janice. It's okay. <laughs> Sorry. But, okay, adults. There we go. <laughs> sure. Oh, Can you guys all please refer to her as ma'am? For oh, the yeah, thanks. That'd be awesome. Well, that, that's, you're absolutely right, though, that, and I'll agree with you, Nick. That's the thing that, that makes me the happiest is when I just just, just how many young people I see there. It's, it's true. It blows me away. Younger it, than me. Yeah, far, <laughs> far, far younger than Karen. Um, <laughs> I now, now I say I want to tell everyone your age. So it's okay. You're it's perfectly right. normal oh, okay. age. I'm, I'll be 38 in two weeks, actually. Were you really? I was going to give you 36. Thanks. Okay. The day before the March, the January 21st. Well, day for, excuse me, Roe versus Wade anniversary. So I actually seldom reflect how my parents chose life. Um, they're very pro-life people. Uh, and, and just the next day is the day that's celebrated. I was born the year Roe v. Wade passed. Oh, I man. think about that all the time. Oh, wow. Yeah. The um, so yeah. So Nick, I'm totally on your side. The, the young people is great to see. Not that I Just mind how the, seeing the young, the older people too, like Carrie's age and older. It's uh, it, that's not going to end the entire <coughs> podcast. Just so you know, Carrie. Um, Manny, so you're go ahead. Up. Manny, what, you, what about you? Well, I think what really stood out to me the most uh, was um was the big screen while we were um going on the March for Life and mm-hmm. um. It really showed like how bad abortion it really is, and once I saw it, I, I was like, "Wow, that <sighs> this is just not right." Yeah, mm-hmm. and <laughs> that's one of the that's that's a moment that's a very um, challenging part of the of the um, march, um, and some people really do not like it that it's there, and some people like yourself are inspired by because it, it has that guttural effect that that visceral effect rather that you just absolutely respond to when they there's a video screen it's put up by um it's actually it's not really necessarily part of the the march it's it's, it's uh, an organization that comes in <clears throat> yeah. and, and puts it up there and um but it has a great effect on people you, you, you'll see aborted children and 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 what happens as part of the aborted process abortion process it's and it's tough to stomach and it's you know it's on one side of the street and if it's something that's difficult for you you're sort of capable of walking looking on the other side um but at the same time people really do respond to it because you you just don't know i in my freshman class in high school um my religion teacher uh showed a video like that and that was that was probably I'd say, never forgot I'm it. far older than you, Carrie. <laughs> that took place probably in nineteen eighty six and um I've never forgotten it. Mm-hmm. I never will forget it. It it was yeah. I mean, if if I needed a reason and I've been pro 
life my entire life. Um, if I had to point to a moment that probably solidified it for me, that may have been the point. Mm -hmm. yeah. I agree. Yeah, I think there's a good, there's a lot of good behind what they do in showing that. And a lot of it's difficult, but you know what? Sometimes we need to see the reality of things in order to better understand them, and that's what it really does show. Yeah. Stephen, you're up. What really stood out to me is going back to what Mandy said. I was like, it was shocking to see all these images on the uh, projectors and the screens and all these speakers talk about abortion because now in the world people just don't keep going that's all right it's just a little background noise anyways uh people now they just don't care like they just want they just want to get rid of the baby but back in the day they just want they wanted to adopt the baby because back in the day they just they really cared about the kids yeah. they just don't want to you know sure. kill, just, just, just do away with it just a yeah. scar of it like yeah nothing. they don't yeah. they just there's no um, respect really for that child yeah. in right. life. You know, um, um, you're, what you're saying too, Stephen, I think that uh, you're right in the sense of convenience has become a big reason for mm -hmm. why, uh, unfortunately, we all just are probably familiar with the Golden Globes and Michelle Williams' mm -hmm. speech of how accrediting her career to a woman's right to choose, which uh, what a sad, sad oh, day, yes. sad speech um, to hear that. And uh, hopefully her eyes will be opened uh, to know that that's not the way we we strive for success. But also, too, with the abortion movement is that there's, like we talked about earlier, there's so many hurting men and women out there. And a lot of these women are lied to. And I, I firmly believe that there is just a, a huge amount of ignorance out there. And some of you guys have touched on that at the table where you didn't know. It wasn't really till you came to youth group, you seen the images. There's a reason that it's not talked about. And I think there's a, a big, uh, just there's a lot of ignorance out there. And that's mm -hmm. why we, unfortunately, we do have to show the images and we have to be forthcoming. We have to be be real um, about it. Right, exactly, yeah. So that the, the message really gets out there because I think a lot of it is ignorance um, on on those that are young and, you know, not fully educated yet. Unfortunately, those in, you know, positions to make laws and things like that, they are educated and they, they do know, they do know yeah. the science. So uh, we have to pray for them. You know, I thought about that speech and um, I heard of it just by news feeds because I didn't watch the Golden Globes. And I was like, what is this? And I looked into more and I was like, wow. And you know what I thought immediately was St. Mother Teresa, when she won the Nobel Peace Prize, she gave her entire speech to be an advocate for pro-life. That's what she used as her thankful speech. Mm -hmm. So we can always use those platforms for good or for not. And in that case, it wasn't used for good. Um, but you know what? There's been so many um, different things. Because I saw it on a news feed in, for the pro-life cause. And it showed, it was a, a little cartoon, is really sad, but it showed her baby from heaven saying, was it worth it, mom? Yeah, and right. I, did you see that? Yeah, it was I just, it, and I was like, what is this? I didn't know this went on. I didn't watch, you know, I didn't watch Golden Globes. And I thought Mother Teresa used it for so much good, and we all need to take a cue forever in all you, especially our young people here, because you may win an award one day or do something amazing one day, and always use it for the glory of God, and always use it to promote the truth, the real truth. So we can always learn from these things. So. Yeah, Bella, that's an example of where it's just so much easier to take the the easier path, mm -hmm. which is to say because the in in a place like that where you're surrounded by by a, the liberal media, and B, mm -hmm. liberal entertainment, you know, ultra-liberal entertainment. And I don't have a problem with liberals. That's that's not my point. Um, <laughs> well, let me phrase that. Ah, in my line of work, 
I, I have to deal with everybody, and I love everybody. <laughs> but in that, but in in terms of why people do things, because at that moment she felt very comfortable in that space. Mm-hmm. For her, that's a safe space where she can say whatever she wants, and then it's reported on for everyone else. You know, we do need to take an opportunity when they're presented and we're feeling strong enough to to make the same to do what she did, but to 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 explain the truth of the situation. Sure. You know, and and I apologize. I, I, stepped in front of you as you were about to speak. My apologies. Belly, you're you're up. So um, the thing that really stood out to me during my first walk or march, um, really uh, the signs. I saw this one sign and thinking back to it, it's like making like my heart hurt a little bit. It said, I regret my abortions and that really made me like, I guess that's what put it in perspective for me. Like this woman is here on this march and she was, I don't know her, but I know she's like one of the strongest women that like I, I know. To you. Does that make yeah. sense to me? That's one of the strongest women. Because she has that bravery to go there and she knows she's loved there mm-hmm. with all those people and all the joy and all the happiness. And it was just, it was really, that was the first thing I saw when I started marching that like really like for the rest of the march and honestly for like for the rest of like to this point and all that's like what stood out to me. Yeah. It set like a tone. It, for yeah, you. I really did. It yeah. just it, it kept it stayed with me. And I guess I guess it's because cuz I saw other signs that say I regret my abortions up but it, it was I regret my abortions like well, plural plural, plural mm-hmm. more than one and that really that really like got me like yeah, I had a similar moment to that actually on my um, first or second march. I was in college, and I saw a woman holding a sign. I regret my abortion. I think it was singular, but I, I actually mm-hmm. don't remember to be honest. And I said, "That woman's so beautiful standing there. My gosh, I feel so yeah, bad." Yeah, you didn't even know her, but right. I, I but wait, like so I did. did. So <laughs> I stood and I looked. And I was like, "That's my friend Patty." Oh my gosh, that's my friend Patty. And I ran up there and hugged her. I didn't realize it when reading the sign and like I was just looking at her as just a pure woman. And then I saw, oh my gosh, I know her. It took a second. Oh, and wow. I ran over and gave her the biggest hug. It was near the Supreme Court. And here she's you know, part of Rachel's Vineyard. That And uh, I, so, excuse me, she is part of Rachel's Vineyard, but she's part of the Silent No More project as well. And that she was with them there. And then another one of her friends that was with her, I also got to see. And we, we conversed for a few minutes, but then we had to keep going because I was with a group. But I couldn't believe it because for me, I wasn't looking at her for what she did or where her past was or, or anything. I was just purely like saying, wow, that woman is just so beautiful for being here. And then I realized yeah. I knew her. Like yeah. It was a crazy moment in my life. I'll never forget that, just like I'm sure you won't forget yeah, the woman. I, I definitely, I mean, I never got to see her, saw her, uh, see her face, but um, I just knew she would like always stick with me in my heart. Yeah. And it's just. That takes a lot of courage. So it you know, does. Because you're, mm-hmm. you're admitting a, a, a great tragedy in your life. Um, and but you're you're turned because of it and you you come out and it's you know it's it's a great example because i have friends who have had aborted children i I didn't mean to laugh there my apologies i was just thinking about she's a good friend of mine um and she she, several abortions and now she's got five kids Mm, and like to, to think of her when she was a young person to where she's an adult um her last child actually was born out of wedlock and she like there was no it wasn't even a question <laughs> of course i'm going to have this child it mm-hmm. wasn't it was like like Beautiful. yeah it, her mind had completely changed and i think a lot of that was that now 
in her younger days, she's about my age, in her younger days, there wasn't a support structure for women who were uh, pregnant out of wedlock or, or an unwanted pregnancy. And now, I, you know, credit where credit is due, I, I give credit to the society about this. Um, we actually are in a much better place where a woman or, ch or a young woman having a child out of wedlock or something, like, certainly we hope everyone has their child, you know, within the bounds of our bands of marriage. Um, but when that does happen, we live in a real world. When that doesn't happen, I think people, I think women are far more supported now than they were when, oh, yeah. maybe when you were a young person, Carrie. I don't know. Um, you know, it's funny because for me, I found out. Kim got the joke. But that's okay. uh, oh, <laughs> never mind. They're joking about my but age. Kim, you're older than me. Why don't you talk about this? Age does not bother me. I'm, maybe I'm one of the few women that uh, I feel like life gets better as you get older because you get right. wisdom, yeah. which you all will have one day, and it's wonderful. I think actually a lot of them are expressing it now. It's really beautiful to yeah, hear. Yeah, it's true. Yeah. You're already, yeah. already, yeah. And we haven't Absolutely. heard from Emily yet, so we'll that's let right. her go. Um, I think what spoke to me the most was what Carrie talked about in like the very beginning the sheer numbers of people because living going to a school in a very liberal controlled area I really the only people I know that are pro-life with the exception of one person all go to youth group mm. and just seeing everybody from all different places all different religions all different types of people just there advocating for babies in the womb mm -hmm. and more was just so touching. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, that definitely is a, a beautiful part of it. Mm -hmm. It always gets me. I love looking around and saying, oh, it's this college. I might, my friend might be here and like hooking up with other people that I know just because they're going down to the march. I always find that exciting. It's like we are all here for the same purpose. We all believe in this. We all feel passionately about it. And for that reason, you know, I, I feel so united to you in this moment because we're all down here for that. Yeah. Kim, we haven't heard so much from you. So how, how you've been to several. Are there any moments that have stood out to you over these several different marches uh, that you like to speak about or talk about? For me, the two moments that stood out the most were my first march, seeing, as it's been mentioned a few times, the all the people of different faiths coming together. It, it was so powerful, and you could feel the power in the movement. And again, it's the most newsworthy event that yep. is untouched mm -hmm. by the news, which yeah. shows the greater agenda at hand and how major of an issue abortion is. I say to my youth group all the time that it is the number one most important issue in the world today is abortion. Mm -hmm. if, if we saw these laws overturned, all of us would enjoy a more peaceful world. Uh, the, everything, the whole, just the uh, sanctity of life and then the respect for life just in general would be so much better across the board. People would treat each other better. It's, yeah. you know, when you have, uh, when you're legally allowed to kill your child in the womb, there's just, there's no limit. And Mother Teresa talks about that frequently too. There's no limit to what we can do to each other. So that and then secondly, in 2016 was super exciting for me because to see our own president make an appearance mm -hmm. on the Jumbotron, uh, Vice President uh, Pence to be there, that that created so much excitement in me and it has been through this administration just to see that there is real hope. There's real hope uh, to see this, this overturned and 
I think that uh, my hope is that for my son and, you know, we can look back one day and say, wow, like it'll be long gone and just think, how, how did we allow this to go on for so mm -hmm. long? Kind of like how we did with, we can look back on slavery and the Holocaust and think, how did we, how did this happen? How did we allow this? And that's how it is with, uh, with abortion. So we just, we pray and we fast and we keep marching and hopefully we'll make it to that victory march one day. Mm -hmm. That's, that's what we're there hoping for. I love that. Definitely. I love that. The, um, you know, just to sort of talk about the cultural stuff, you know, the, the political battles have, those lines have been drawn for a long, long time. And um, then oftentimes they seem intractable. Um, and this is one of these, one of the opportunities of this march is showing publicly that it is important to remind our leaders that this is really an important decision. And it's an important, it honestly breaks down when you, I, I know it falls along party lines uh, oftentimes, but if you, when you look at that crowd, that's not a partisan crowd. That is very, I, I have no political affiliation of any way, shape or form. I'm an under, I'm registered to vote, but I'm under registered with any party. And, uh, and because of my Catholicism, I have often have to go to either side because, you know, I, I, uh, there are a lot of, uh, political elements of which we would fall on one side or the other because of our Catholic faith. Um, and, and so while I'm there, this is, this is an example for them that I am a voter who you desperately want. This means a lot to me. Listen. All right, and, and understand what our point is. This is an opportunity for us to come together where you can be sort of be in that great crowd, find a bit of anonymity, but you actually show this incredible power by being all of uh, by being there together. Which is why it's so important for our parishes and our schools and our ministries to send continue to send busloads down. Yeah. I think the farthest I've seen was Alaska. Oh wow! Yeah, I, wow, I saw an Alaskan contingent pretty once. Pretty cool. Yeah, that was really great. And now it you know because it's in D.C. it is certainly you know mid Atlantic focus. Yeah, There's a lot heavy. of us from there. Mm -hmm. But um, I saw a group from Louisiana last mm -hmm. year that really blew my mind. Uh, they were they were incredible. Um, Assuming they can make it out of there, if LSU wins tonight in the, uh, the game, <laughs> by the time people listen to this, we'll all know right. what it happened. But um, but it, it's it's important um, th for each of you. Do, does your parishes all support buses to go down? Yes. Um, yes. Okay. Definitely. Oh, that's right. Yeah, we're so we're. I think we're representing two different parishes here. And well, actually, for a while, Kim and I did a joint parish bus for yeah. our youth group. So, mm -hmm. so I would ask, a lot of people from our parish would say, "Can we come?" Like, oh, we're limited to just limiting it to the youth to go. We really want to get them down there. Yeah. And this year is the first year we split off. That um, Hamilton has their own bus with their parish, and we have our own bus with our parish. So we're opening it up to some parishioners to come with us now this time so we don't have to turn people away so yeah. I think that's that's been great help but yeah we always have one we've always had one since I've been a youth minister both at St. Bridget's and now here and we make sure to, to bring bus loads down because it's yeah. so important yeah. except for the one year it snowed really bad we did not go and I'm glad because there's buses that were stuck along the turnpike and everywhere else so that it's kind of crazy and, and you know you know sometimes that happens yes but still but still sign up and go down because it's, it's yes, a wonderful yes. and you know quite frankly it's a nice easy drive and everybody that I've ever known that's on a bus ride about they they have a great time mm -hmm. I mean once again being in community which is something we should all be doing as often as we can mm -hmm. um, being in community and all for the for the greater purpose Purpose, I've I've always enjoyed it, but you know, just to go back to the cultural thing for a second, uh, I was going to say that um, you know when I see young famous people saying that they are pregnant and choosing to keep the baby 
I am inspired. I, I will admit that I am very much inspired by that, even mm-hmm. when they are n- have no apparent faith of any kind, because it's it, here are some young famous people who are showing it's m- far more important that I have this child and accept this child than to think about myself and whatever whatever perceived negativity might exist by by having a child. I mean, three of us here are parents, and uh, I think we can all admit that uh, parenthood is not easy. But mm-hmm. it's incredibly rewarding, and it's and now this is going to sound like a stretch, and I apologize. Um, there's a beautiful martyrdom to it. Oh, where, there's a dying to self for sure, yeah, in a lot of ways, especially early on as a, as women. I know Kim and I went nursing through the night, you know. Yeah, that is like total martyrdom. I think I gained my sainthood just by feeding my child alone. <laughs> there is very much some truth to that. You can't understand that, Mike. But for all the moms out there. Yes, you're absolutely right. The um, but I, I my wife did that, and I was I and that is I was well I've been proud of my wife many times in my life, but I will say that when her when she became a mother um, when we were pregnant, and then uh, when the kid was born, I, like it went through the roof. It was like oh. for, for one thing, the, the 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 ability to become a mother puts you into this. <laughs> it was, it had this incredible effect on her in the sense that you know there's no way to be an elitist and being a mother. Because mm-hmm. it, it, it brings you down, not, and I don't mean down as, in a disparaging way, but it brings you into this community of motherhood that's existed since the beginning of time. Yeah. And you know that every other mother has gone through exactly, or some form of exactly mm-hmm. what, you're, of what you're going through. And I think there's, there's, there's a, and you know, I certainly understand postpartum depression is a part of it, and that's certainly a struggle to get through. But there's a sense of community in the sense that there's so many other people went through it as well. Oh, yeah. And so when I see young people, young famous people, uh, having a child, sometimes out of wedlock, mm-hmm. sometimes not, uh, but choosing to keep the child and their careers and everything that they're doing on, I, I don't want to make. All right, this is definitely going to get me in trouble. I don't <laughs> want to make. Mike, uh, stop before you. No, I'm going to say it anyway. I, I don't mean to make it seem like Kylie Jenner is a, a martyr in any way, mm-hmm. but when she came out uh, several years ago and her, had her son and th- announced that she was having a child at the age of 18 or 19, I forget what her age was, I remember being dumbfounded by that and thinking that's awesome yeah thank you for that there's almost nothing else i agree about with the kardashian clan Mm -hmm. but that i really appreciated and um and so we do have examples of that just out of curiosity uh to our young people do role models and i'm not suggesting kylie jenner's a role model um but do (laughs) other famous people inspire you to do things right or wrong it's always a big question. We always hear about, oh, we need good road models. We need good role models. Are you actually affected by role models? Or are role models still mom and dad? Well, for me, I don't really get myself that much into pop culture. I mean, I look at social media and stuff, but I just like watching the Jenner's TV show or whatever. <laughs> That's not really something I'm into. I'm, you know, I'm more for watching, like, sci-fi movies, stuff like that. Mm. So it's... That's not... My role models are still my mother and father, yes. That's a good answer. <laughs> well said, Emily. <laughs> but it's cool if you had said Daisy Ridley, too. That'd be fine <laughs> as well. Um, I'd like to say yes, I do look up to my role models. Uh, there's, like, well, I'm a Marvel-like person, and mm. so, like... I knew she was my favorite. Right. <laughs> Me, too. And like, I'm a very... Like, my whole family, we are very big Marvel mm-hmm. fans. So you're going to watch the new trailer for um, Black Widow tonight that comes out at 8 o'clock during the uh, LSU-Clemson game? <laughs> yeah. Okay, there you go. <laughs> um, I don't so think she cares about the LSU-Clemson. <laughs> <laughs> I don't really. But, um, yes, I do look up to my role models. There's so many more people. 
um, that are like like people just on social media in general. Uh, um, I know Lauren Cat Classity, I think her last name is Classy and Pink. Um, on Instagram, she's a pro life advocate, <laughs> she's but amazing. she's one of my biggest role models. Yes. So just saying. that's wonderful. Um, but yeah, I do look up to my role models. I mean, I don't. I don't let their bad ways shape me in a way, but like once like they do something good, like I let that like kind of affect me. You know what I mean? So. Well, that's good. It sounds like you're allowing positivity to have a positive effect on you, and that's that's what you do want out of yeah. role models. <laughs> I find role models to be a double-edged sword. They are. <laughs> well, it's true because a lot of times you can have a lot of faith in someone, mm-hmm. and then they'll let you down, and. And that's something that requires you to overcome it. But it it also shows our humanity. You know, I know we all strive for divinity, but we're not. We're human, and sometimes we fail, and sometimes we got. Which is the beauty of the the women who come to the march and, and pronounce with a sign There's that they've so had so many abortion. other chances that the Lord gives us for yeah, sure. I love that. How about the boys? Any role models for you? Um, I like when. Uh, just like throw popular people in general just do something good yeah it may not be about pro-life but donating to a cause just anything that kind of because that gets out a lot mm-hmm. and kind of just shows that mm-hmm. and kind of makes other people so i kind of like that so like like what carson wentz does with his yes his um oh yeah a1 yeah a1 yes. yeah, yeah another non-catholic non-denominational but a fantastic great, guy carrie great. anytime you want to get him on the podcast oh, i would fully support it, it. there you go <laughs> I normally look up to like anyone really who does like donations or causes or compared to what what he said. Yeah. I normally look up to like my family sometimes or when they support like the abortion of pro life and who. And how about for your brother? Do you look up to your parents or? I definitely look up to my parents. I mean, they're like the biggest role models in my life, you know, and um, they pretty much have been there for me like a lot. And they've done so much that I just wish I could like repay them back in some way, you know. And that's great. They, yeah. oh, that's great, Manny. They've really been my role model. Period. Beautiful. I love hearing that. Mm-hmm. And I always like to look up on my cousins sometimes too, because they always help me out a lot. Yeah, nice. I always yeah. say your cousin's your first best friend. I have <laughs> heard that too. Yeah. <laughs> so we're nearing the march coming up. It's on January twenty fourth this year. It's a Friday. Yeah, next week. And by the time this airs, it'll be coming up just that weekend, same week. Right? Yeah. yeah. So um, for those that are listening, if you haven't plugged in yet with your church or um, a, a nearby bus or planning your own transportation, of course we encourage that. Um, I think all of you guys, or most of you, will be attending. A march? Is there something that we're each of you are looking forward to? Uh, for most of you, it'll be your second march, so you know what to expect. You know what's going to be like. Of course, we pray for good weather. We pray for warm weather, um, so it's not freezing. But is there something that each of you um, have a hope oh, for? I know. I know. I, I love I get going to Darren at the Waffle House on 90, oh, 95 and Northeast on the way out, <laughs> on the way back. That's my favorite. Good to know. I will, I will admit that that uh, you know, I, listen, it's a great. It's where I'm cold and I'm usually hungry by the time I get back, and and I like going down mm-hmm. there thinking I'm going to end this day at Waffle House. No. So that's a good thing. See, you can do that because you don't have a bus. Not for us. It's like. <laughs> The, what is you know, the Maryland House, Priorities which is packed, right so we changed it last year and went to Domino's and ordered a bunch of pizzas. That kind of worked out nicely. So, and, and with buses, you got a limited time. So, all right, real quick answers. What are we looking forward to? Um, I'm hoping for more people to go and just hopefully get there out more. So that's what I'm going for. I could say the same. You know, it's, um, I also expect uh, people to agree that abortion is wrong. Nice. Basically. I would 
want to see more speakers come up and and show more images of like what's going on to uh, to this world and what's happening from the past and today beautiful um i definitely like to see more well there were so many youth but like more youth um especially our age come down and um really just honestly like some share their stories and all because i don't we didn't really have a lot of kids speakers that last year mm. so i really want there to feel like teenage speakers you know what i mean because it's That's it's really idea. hard being yeah. a teenager like and be a pro-life advocate because high school is really hard and yeah. people are mean so <laughs> Like, you know yeah. what? That's an that's a really good idea. Yeah, we can take should, that. Yeah. We, can, yeah. we really need more teen speakers. Like I loved all the speakers last year. They were all so good. Um, I forgot her name. The the one who wrote the the book and um, Abby and Johnson. Johnson. Abby Johnson. Yeah. I I just bought her book. I can't wait to read it. But um, yeah. But I'd love to see more youth because that we're the people that are going to change. You know what I mean? You know, maybe this, this is one of the things where it does fall on us, and particularly you guys. You know, so we have these bus trips and stuff like that. Maybe it's important for us to invite our young friends that may not be pro-life or may not understand the pro-life movement to come down and, and may have questions about it, may be interested or something like that, and invite them down and be a part of it. Because you, you really can't go there without being converted. You know, mm-hmm. it, you're either strengthened or converted, one or the other. But both of them bring you towards closer towards the pro-life movement. Um, I think I'm just excited to, you know, I don't get to really go to a lot of youth group events because I, myself, I have a busy schedule. So I'm excited to, you know, go down with a lot of people from youth group, get closer to them. And one of my friends I had met actually last year at the March for Life, so I'm excited to see her more. And we actually wanted to make our own signs this year. Last year, we just got the ones that the Students for Life were handing out, but you know, I'm already looking up some ideas, making making that's signs, awesome. that's good, yeah. and just meeting new people because yeah. that's always fun too. <laughs> yeah, I I made a sign last year and the year before because I had I was pregnant and then I had John Paul with me. He was just under one years old, and I make the signs kind of geared towards him and his life. And I'm like, all right, what am I gonna do now? Because I did one last year and the year before, and now I feel like I have to do it. I think those are some of the best pictures in my camera roll. Please <laughs> jump all with this sign. Yep, you got to bring the babies <laughs> to the march line. That is true. All right. So this is the first year, too, I've noticed that uh, the day after, there's like a big forum with mm-hmm. pro-life speakers. I haven't seen that in the past, that I think they're going to be training uh, young people mostly on how to accurately speak on, on pro-life causes. But I know... Vice President Mike Pence's daughter is one yep, of the speakers, and yeah. it looks amazing. If I had seen it earlier, I would have loved to, to be a, to jump on that with some of our youth. But yeah, that's a really exciting thing that's coming up too. That's probably the next uh, thing we need to do is go from the bus trips to uh, the weekend trips. Weekend down. trip, yeah. That'll, and that that this just recently that the that the March for Life has been doing these extended things. I think it's so. Students for Life that's putting that out. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Great. Well, thank you all for joining us today. You guys were great. You're excellent advocates for the uh, the pro-life movement. So thank you very much for taking part. And Kim and, and Carrie, thank you very much for making sure that these young folks are properly formed and, and working hard. So, yeah. so thank you. All right. Well, God bless you guys. Thanks for listening.